to episode 2 of Welcome in Tech, the podcast where we explore the experiences of people in the tech industry. As usual, I'm your host Frida and joining me today... Hi, I am Ted. As you know now, I am the platypus. <laughs> platypus <laughs> the pet. The, 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 yeah, talking the platypus. Um, yeah, so... Again, we'll be talking about our own experiences working in different tech companies and we'll be discussing some of the challenges mm-hmm. and some successes that most of us have encountered in this field. Yeah, so as usual, um, yeah, we'll be covering topics such as diversities and inclusions, work-life balance and the importance of mentorship and sponsorships. So I think in this episode, we're kind of going to cover some of it. So yeah, let's um, continue tuning to our podcast amazing so (laughs) if you are a seasoned tech professional or you know just starting out in your career in tech or maybe just curious about how things work in this industry probably this podcast is for you Um, (laughs) so join us as we dive into the world of tech and the experiences of humans like Like us us. in this field let's go let's do it let's do it Welcome! Woo-hoo. Yeah, we made it! We made it! We are, we're now on our episode 2. Yeah. And you guys are here, right? Oh, you can Still hear us. here! I'm so excited. Can you hear me? Am I on mute? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's always what we do, isn't it? Every day. I mean, even before, was it the whole Zoom thing? It's always like, am I, are you on mute? Does that mean going on with the... What is it called? 2020? And then when you say... You're being so polite with everyone, and then you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ted, uh, I think you're on mute. And then 2021, it's like, have it's you seen yeah. that meme? Anyway, I don't know, I'm talking about that. I don't know, I'm yeah. not, <laughs> We're not polite haven't... anymore. <laughs> I haven't seen that meme, maybe, but... Yeah. Anyway. Cool, all right. So, um, yeah, I guess we wanted to kind of continue on with kind of what we talked about on the first episode, because I guess, in a way... The viewers or the listeners haven't, maybe some of them don't really know about us much mm. yet. So I guess episode one was just like, oh, a little bit ourselves. But it was just, I think we tried to condense everything into one. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, that's fine. And then I think we've gotten um, keen to see what uh, everyone else seen saying about uh, the podcast. But yeah, everyone's like, oh, you probably, it's probably, you guys can probably talk a little bit about yourselves ourselves mm-hmm. a little bit more and then because we're gonna have some guests starting next next week as well Ooh, so who's Ooh. our mystery guest it's still a mystery it's still a mystery <laughs> we will you will find out by next week yes so yeah so i guess yeah we can deep dive into like who we are and <laughs> I think we, we, we kind of gave an overview last episode on mm. how we got into, into tech. tech. Yeah. Um, so maybe we can dig a little deeper on like the industries that we're both in. Because yeah. we're both like we ha- we are like we we're, we're from different functions. Like Vida yeah. here is from the is, is a designer. Ted yeah. will also um <clears throat> explain about how she got into uh, research and, and I think I guess before we start as well just to let you know I think sometimes even with the design and research they kind of complement each other I mm-hmm. find it I mean being on industry for for this long so I guess um, yeah I mean I personally I'll, I'll, I'll let Ted 
um, take take over after this. Yeah. But yeah, I. Why am I a researcher? Is that yeah. the question? <laughs> well, I mean, platypus, platypus, the researcher. Maybe we'll, yeah. we'll start with that. How how did the platypus get into research? You know, what this, did you yeah, research? This 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 platypus is very educated, you know, because <laughs> platypus went to. Yeah, so this yeah not this I am I should stop talking to myself in third person um yeah so how I got into research so I have a I actually have a business degree we all know that oh. researchers usually has a social science degree or psychology, mm. so, so, social sciences or like psychology mm. degree but from my side I came from a marketing uh, de- uh marketing background um oh interesting so it, when I was yeah when I was in college I took um business administration major in marketing management wow <laughs> uh, it's weird yeah, it's, it's very interesting because everyone just thinks that oh you're a researcher so you must have studied anthropology or psychology yeah, yeah, like yeah. nope I actually have a business degree um which is actually quite uh, it's not really rare. Like I've met mm. a lot of people in the industry who mm. actually came from different backgrounds as well. Like mm. I have a teammate who's who came from a political science background as well. So, wow. but then I think um, I think going back to myself, like the reason why I became a researcher is that mm. I just fell in love with it when I was even when I was still in university. We mm. have a <clears throat> I think as part of our curriculum, mm. we have a market research subject. Right. <clears throat> so this was back in the Philippines, right? This was back in yeah. the Philippines. Like it's part of our curriculum in marketing that mm. you should like. It, like it's part of it. Like market yeah. research is part of it. Yeah. Like you have different units on how do you do qualitative research versus mm. quantitative research. Mm. And then I even got the chance to join a competition. Uh, it's a it's a nationwide competition, competition. in the yeah. It, it's it's a competition like between different universities in uh, in the Philippines, and it's a market research competition wherein we actually do research in a specific market with a specific topic. Right. And that's where, and that's the time where I got the first taste of research because I actually had to do it like I was able to execute it not just in the classroom but actually yeah. I was able to do it yeah. on the ground and you I did some analysis hands-on. yeah it was a hands-on experience and yeah. I, I get to like and then with the re- I did the analysis of the re- <clears throat> of the research I mm. did a presentation to the actual client and it was a very good experience and then, and then of course I won I won. And I'm like, okay, I think, and then that's when I realized, I think I'm good at this. <laughs> that's good. Uh, but it was market research. It yeah. wasn't UX research. Like, I yeah. don't know a thing. And I don't know yeah. about UX that time yet. So, so that's why when I graduated, I already know that I think I should try uh, research. Mm. Because the other areas that I can look into, given my degrees, that I can work as a brand manager, I can work mm. as a sales manager, yeah. or I can work in ads. Yeah, but it's exciting just, stuff, isn't it? Yeah, ads. like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like all these colorful stuff, like all these creative stuff. Don't be sarcastic, but go on. Sorry, <laughs> but even like in sales, like, um, but I just felt like it's not for me. Like knowing mm. myself, I feel like yeah. I, I'm more. I, I like being behind the camera, the scenes <laughs> um, kind of go, but doing. But doing all the things mm. like at the back of the 
mm. at the back of the scene. So I, that's what I thought. Like maybe research is really for me because I can still work mm. uh, with the with any brand managers or any yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So so fast forward after I graduated, I joined a market research agency in the Philippines. Um, and it's a market research agency, and this is the first time that I've worked with actual brands or like. Yeah, actual brands in Manila. Multiple Not brands. Oh, multiple, it's an yeah, agency. Because it's an agency. Yeah, yeah. So I got, yeah, I was able to experience like different yeah. industries. Yeah. Not tech though, but yeah, yeah different industries like food, even right. cosmetics, yeah. beauty. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> what did you do with with the results of it then? They, you would sell it to... No, no. Other, it's, they actually will hire us. Oh, to actually do the to research. actually do the research right. and then we share the results to them afterwards oh, so yeah. the kind of research that i did there was was very interesting it's yeah. like sometimes we just test products like new products like product product physical like product physical I mean, products yeah. like it can it can be food as well maybe this food company is wants to launch a new food in their right. menu yeah, yeah. and they ah, have different variations so we do ah, food testing yeah yeah we also did testing for like tv ads yeah like even before they shoot a tv ad yeah. they would already have some storyboards and then we, sh- okay. we test it with our users yeah. so it's a very interesting um experience because i i was able to experience like different industries yeah. but i remember i had one client which is a a telecommunication client who wants to test their website so i think that's like my okay. very first take or uh, yeah like tech, tech like code code tech yeah but it's just like more of like testing a website mm. and I, I i didn't know that it was already considered like ux testing mm. it's just that i searched on google like how to like even like even my directors that time like how do how, how the how the hell can how you test, test a website <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because we haven't done that before yeah so we just did like a quick search on how mm. to test a website and that's where we came up with different scenarios. I didn't, I didn't even know that. I felt like yeah. this just like research. Yeah. But then, um, but yeah, apparently it's a, it's a UX research thing now <laughs> because that's what I've been doing now in the past five yeah. years. Um, and, and so, yeah, so that was like my first five years as a researcher. And yeah, I think I've, I've mentioned in... Our previous episode that I was able to get an opportunity to work in yeah, like Singapore. in yeah. Singapore, which is a tech company, and that's when the the guy who yeah. reached out to me said that you're going to be a UX researcher. So yeah, like, yeah again, so what's a UX research? I mean, yeah. I know what a researcher is, yeah. but I don't know what UX yeah. is. So I did some Google, I did some googling, and. That's where I found out what a UX yeah. is, and I don't still, I still don't know. Like, how <laughs> is it different from what I'm currently doing right yeah, now? Yeah, um, exactly. But I think, sorry, not trying to stop you, um, because I mean, just following up what you mentioned about what UX was, and even UX now as well. Everyone, it's just kind of, it's just a lingo that people came up only recently. Well, recently, I mean, maybe the past ten years yeah. shows, but I mean, it's just kind of. I mean, it stands for user experience, really. So, even me as well, I didn't really realize that I was doing UX yeah. because it's pretty much everything that you see that's involving user experience, literally, because UX is user experience. Is mm-hmm. it's it's UX, right? So that's yeah. why that's what I was saying to it's you. A, it's kind of a nice transition in a way. I think. Yeah, it's a pretty new. Um, yeah, you're right. Like UX is a pretty new 
term. Yeah. Like before, there's already UX researchers around, like, mm. like people who, who were working for Microsoft or Nokia, but they're actually called research engineers. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, most of these tech companies are founded by engineers. So everyone mm. who works in that like, industry is like considered yeah. to be an engineer. So yeah. I remember like my boss told me, I was asking her like, yeah, when did you start being a researcher? Then she said like, no, I was actually a research engineer, but actually it's yeah. just the same as UX researcher. It's just a title thing. It's just a title thing, but we do the same shit. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, and then I moved to Singapore, and then mm. as mentioned before, uh, as mentioned previously, I that's actually my first time to actually learn about UX and treated my first year as a training ground mm. into understanding how can my research be impactful in this tech industry mm. versus the industry that I have uh, worked with before, and yeah. it's very different. Um, we can talk about that later. I think. Yeah, we I think have, we're gonna yeah, kind of yeah, segue yeah, into, kind that, of segue a into that cause a little bit. What I can say is that yeah, as a researcher, probably in other functions as well, like it's important that you have the foundations of a research, mm. but it's also very important to understand like what are the differences of the of value of what you do yeah. based on the industry that you're working with. So, yeah. But yeah, having the foundation is an important thing, but you have to understand like what would be your value or impact yeah. if you're working for tech or if you're working for a food company or if you're working for like any consumer goods industry. Yeah. I think it's also worth maybe for the next episodes as well in understanding about the processes <clears throat> Excuse me, um, itself as well, because I think it's quite similar with designs. There's quite a few, a few processes, right? Not just yeah. execute executions and what happens before yeah. during and after so i think we can deep dive a little bit more about that as well in the next one because i think a lot of people are keen to see to hear it from other people how do you work how do you come yeah, up with it's this more like what is our working process yeah. it's like because i'm also keen to understand it oh so you've done a lot of user user focus groups kind of thing it's like so what do you do in your if you're doing it in terms of tech and in the ux thing but yeah. anyway um yeah, thanks for sharing that. Thank that's you. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, because it's... <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I think it's... That's okay. Um, it's... it's um, what was I going to say? It's just interesting because, I mean, even me and Ted, we we met... We actually never met in Singapore, even though I think in our previous episodes, we did mention that we used to work in the same company, but we actually never talked. No, literally, I think we talked once during onboarding stuff, but... <clears throat> We never really talked properly until we got yeah. to London, so it's it's really interesting to to hear it from from your side, from her side, um, because we never really talk about work really. I mean, that was the reason why we wanted to do this podcast because we're working in kind of like in the same industry, but we just never really shared anything. Yeah. Usually, everything everything is always behind the scenes, but it's never really recorded. So yeah, why not kind of share it? Because it's a good way to learn about each other as well, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so about how did you get? Yeah, how did you get into design? Why are you a designer? Why am I a designer? I think it's um. I never really thought about it. I think it was, it was kind of natural. I think in a way because before I got into design, design, I knew that I've I like to draw. I'm I'm very creative in that sense. I I actually initially wanted to be an illustrator or an animator. And everyone knows that you don't really get money out of it. It's really hard to find a job. And at the time, I grew up in, in Australia, so you can't... I mean, if you wanted to get into film and industry, film and 
movies, then you have to kind of go to the US. And I'm sorry, the US. Um, there's another. It's never really. I wasn't really thinking about going to the US at all. Um, and then at uni, I decided to go. Well, I actually studied uh, multimedia design. Well, the actual course was actually animation and interactive media. So we did learn about everything. At the time, because I graduated, this would show my age, but I I studied back in 2004. And at the time, UX wasn't a thing, UI wasn't a thing, tech wasn't a thing. It was, the term digital itself was quite new. Mm -hmm. So I started studying animation and interactive media and I pretty much did everything. We studied 2D, 3D, coding, everything. And, and I think at some point I'm like, yeah, it's not, I don't think graphic design was for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started looking into more like the digital part of it. So I taught myself how to code, um, but nothing really intense, um, intense coding. It was just like HTML, CSS thing. Um, and that's kind of the first step for me to get into design design. Because I think, I mean, I always liked taking photos and mm -hmm. drawing. So in a way, I think I, I like having that composition, mm -hmm. playing around with composition. Um, so yeah, that's that was the beginning of it. And then by the time I graduated, I got really lucky because there was a shift with the, um, the, the whole World Wide Web, really. So yeah. I started freelancing um, within ad agencies hated it it was just yeah churning out banners and i think i don't know if i mentioned this earlier on um so a lot of digital products it wasn't really a customer centric kind of point of view i think it's only happening for the past i don't know since whatever it is i think 2014 where customer centric was started into a thing it was just mostly companies wanting to do something and they just wanted to sell 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 um so yeah i i didn't i didn't enjoy working in ads um and at some point um in yeah i think i've mentioned it before so yeah i think that's that's how i summarize it um, that's how i got into it and the tech itself and the whole ux thing yeah i kind of briefly mentioned it before it wasn't really a thing the whole tech and ux like even now as well when people ask are you a UX? Are you a UI? Are you a product? It's just a title. No one, I don't care about the, the titles because at the end of the day, you still need to understand everything, every steps of the processes. Um, like for example, like when you talk about research as well, um, you need to understand the base before you can start executing stuff. I think as we talked about processes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how I really got into design in the first place. Mm -hmm. Confirm. So both of <laughs> us um, actually had experience in tech Agencies and non-tech. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a way, right? Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, because you, you, you worked with ads as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then shifted to yeah. tech yeah. after that. Yeah, because so, it wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. 
True. I don't know what it was like in, in the Philippines, but it wasn't. Yeah, really it wasn't a thing. a thing as well. As well, like we yeah. felt like uh, there's there's always this perception that tech are only for engineers. Like if yeah. you have a software engineer background yeah. or computer engineering background, then yeah. you can work with tech. Like I've yeah. never imagined in my life that yeah. I'm going to be working in tech. Yeah, because I didn't have that background. Yeah, I think it's actually you made a really good point with regards of this with the shift. I'm calling it the shift between. The customer centric. I'm, I'm I'm still calling it customer centric because I think that was the moment where everything kind of shifted. Where yeah. it's like, oh, this is actually a tech product because at the end of the day, it's the customers first. It's not uh, users first instead of uh, companies first. And the reason why I mention it is because the during the shift, it wasn't it wasn't that big until until that happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that was it was. I think yeah, from my side, like I think the. Like that, we became relevant. Like UX researchers yeah. became in demand. Or even, yeah. maybe even UX designers. Even design as well. Yeah. It used to be. I think when I was, I don't know if it's similar with you. When <laughs> because everyone has this thought of this is as engineering first. Yeah. It usually kind of design and research kind of comes in way way later on. Yeah. Um, and they never really take considered considered research or design into. I think yeah, because they didn't realize that users are important. Yeah. <laughs> until they yeah, yeah, until yeah. they've noticed that yeah. their products are not usable without yeah. understanding who the yeah, users exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. That's why UX researchers came in, even designers yeah. came into the picture. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's also I think from their point of view, oh we just need to get this done. Yeah. Right? Because they, no, they know exactly yeah. they have yeah. the brief, right? Or they had the brief, they just Oh yeah, we've got this product. Uh, we're launching this product. We just need a website. Build it. Mm-hmm. But so by the time that, especially when they, um, in my experience anyway, working before I got into product-led kind of companies, it was like this is the brief. Design it. Pass it on to engineers. Yeah. Um, but they actually didn't understand. That there was a lot of questions that came up, and then I had to be like. For example, this just doesn't make any sense. Why would you even do this? For example, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of it on top of my head. The buttons. Why is the button so small? And it's on the. I'm just making an example. <laughs> why is it on the top right? It's if you're trying to make it to sell something, then you want to make it more prominent. Yeah. But then I think it's the conversation between the stakeholders and the clients are very very different. Mm-hmm. To when you start working with product led or customer centric mm-hmm. companies. There's a lot of research done. Um, I think as a designer, I'm assuring in research as well, you need to have that empathy. Yeah. <laughs> empathy is key. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, we're not saying that engineers like, oh, no, 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 like, no, no, no. We're, not, we're not saying that at all. I think engineers... And, and, and we're not, yeah, I think it's just that... Um, we work very I, closely with engineers. Yeah. I think it, it, it makes sense. I mean, like, in the first few years of technology, like when mm. the internet first came out, when Microsoft just becoming big, Amazon, everything, mm. everything still work. Mm. Like, even though that it wasn't like user centric, everything yeah. still worked because these are all new. Yeah. But I think one thing that they have realized after a few years of people using this product, yeah, actually behavior changes. Behavior is always dynamic, and this is where they needed a bit more help from 
like anthropologists, social yeah, sciences, yeah, yeah, yeah. like to help them understand like why yeah. why is their behavior changing yeah. now? Why is my product not working with it? It works before, but now it's not working. Yeah. And that's like the beauty of like us complementing mm. with how the engineer works, with mm. how designer works and how UX researcher yeah. works. Because we have to like yeah, have this bigger picture of mm. who our users are. And I think that's the start of us like not us, but all the companies being um, user centric because yeah. like I guess after the pandemic, the behavior changed again, and yeah. uh, some products don't work. Some products would have to yeah. adapt. Whatever those changes in the yeah. behavior that happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, because like, actually, also the the other thing as well that we wanted to kind of move into, kind of part of this, because you've also mentioned when you are going through the, um, what is it called in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and then you're going to Singapore. <laughs> For example, what was the interview like? Because, I mean, when you were in <laughs> agencies and... Well, not agencies, what it's called. Non-customer-centric, non-tech, in a way, non-product. Yeah, and like then you consumer. Into, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all consumer products. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, FMCG, I, I don't know how it's called. But yeah, non-tech. Let's <laughs> just call non-tech. it non-tech and non-tech. Yeah. It's all... Well, it, it's different based on different things as well. Um. I don't what, what? really d- remember how the process like in the Philippines, but it's usually just talking about yourself <laughs> in the Philippines. Like, what do you mean? It's just like ass- assessing your attitudes. Oh. Ass- and well, I- I'm not sure, but in the Philippines, I because when I was in the Philippines, I was like the stage when I was still being interviewed was that I have, I was still considered as a first jobber. So, of mm. course, the only basis for my talent is my university Self. background. Oh, right. Yeah, of like, course, because you, you're yeah. also fresh off the... Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, I don't have any experience yet. So, yeah. like, I would, like, in my in my resume, they would only see, like, my yeah. my college. That's true. My college, my internship. Yeah. What are the things that I did during college? What, mm. what was my thesis? Blah, blah, blah. So they didn't have a lot of bases yet. And it's just like a very quick, it's just in the Philippines and non-tech industry. Like, and in agency, I think it's very easy. easy? I was going to say, was it easy? It's it's, it's easy (laughs) because in an agency, I think the attrition rate for agency, especially for market research agency is very Mm. high. Like, People come and go because it's a very, like it's a it's a very fasting um, around. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a very like a lot of it. Like even for myself, I have to admit that I use that agency as a training ground for me to. Um, it's like a baby step, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's a baby step because I wanted to learn more about research. Like yeah. I, I just learned about it while I was in, yeah. in school. So yeah. now I want to apply it in the real yeah. world. So where else can can I do yeah. it? Of course, in an agency. But of yeah. course, I also know that I don't want to be in the agency forever because it doesn't pay well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there's a reason why that it, it doesn't pay yeah, well, it, actually. It's a yeah. very budget constraint, but constraint. But yeah, we can talk about that yeah, later, I think, difference between agencies and non-agencies. Yeah, and um, yeah, so... It's very yeah. easy. So it's just like they talk about you. Why do you want to go to research? Mm. Um, like, what do you know about research? Yeah. 
So it's not really that specific. I remember I just winged it. Like I didn't even prepare. <laughs> like I just said, I just told them that, well, I had an opportunity to be an intern as well in the yeah. media, media agency where I focused on research. Yeah. But I actually didn't do research during my internship. Uh, <laughs> right. But so just out of curiosity, because it's kind of similar with, with designers when I first got into like interview, did, did they ever ask you about what else you've done outside of... For example, like site projects, or I would assume I don't know. Researchers have done quite a lot of research outside. Maybe unless if you're doing a master's degree, maybe. Yeah. Did they? Did they ask this? Did Did, did they, they ask this? They didn't really ask specifically. Mm. I think it's just more on what is your experience on research because they wanted to. Mm. I think and I think the reason why they want to understand that is they want to understand your foundations of research mm. like how like do you already have the enough toolkit or how much should we ment- mentor you right. if you actually join yeah. us yeah like you need us to handhold you yeah um if you're actually gonna join yeah. us which is fair for agency yeah, because fair. at that time like i didn't do a lot of research yet so yeah. you need to handhold me and they're fine <laughs> with it because they need people as well yeah, yeah. Um, yeah i mean it's kind of similar to design as well but i guess Maybe it's it's a lot more, is it quantitative? Is it quantitative or qualitative? Quantitative. Mm-hmm. Where I guess it's similar when we, before we went to uni, mm-hmm. you actually have to have a portfolio. Okay. And portfolio is a key for, for designs, really. And that happens during even uni and then outside or even when you're applying for jobs because mm-hmm. that's how you judge if you are a good designer. Whatever it is, the, the term's good is quite objective depending yeah. on who you're talking to and what they're looking for so i think i think I've, i remember the first time when i applied for, for a job and then i think i mentioned it before um where i got lucky because there's the huge demand um for designs and at the time back in australia anyway there weren't that many digital designers so i i considered myself to be a digital designer because product design wasn't really a thing until recently um so i got lucky i i interviewed to a lot of agencies um and i remember specifically one of the agencies that i worked with um it wasn't um it wasn't an agency actually it was a digital agency i really enjoyed it i I met a lot of people um yeah and then they he saw so the creative director saw my resume and then he looked at my resume and he's like huh so if you've never worked before so this is so this is your only um experience and that was like a side project that i did with a few friends yeah. friends mates and it was like a magazine thing and i was a designer i mean everyone had these kind of side projects on the side um and then i was like i, I remember specifically it was called sync magazine s-y-n-k sync mm-hmm. um so, so this is your own experience and i was just kind of fake it till you make it i was like yeah it's like i was the designer i was the sole designer there <laughs> like, even though it was just like me and mates but I mean, he knew. He knew yeah. that. I mean, you're you're just fresh off university, so exactly. Like you don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was. I mean, the reason why I also ask you about this is, I mean, there's there's a lot of people ask about how do you even get into the industry, and um, I think especially now, there's a lot of people trying to get into the industry, so the competition is a lot more. Um, it's it's higher than intense, what it was yeah. before. It's a lot more intense. Yeah. So like what you mentioned about when you first got into the workplace it's like now it's honestly it's super tough only because it's 
there's so many platforms these days that you have to get yourself out there. Um, and I guess that was that's one of the things that I would probably say if you are, if you want to be a designer and you have to go into um, start getting get into it, you need to have a side project. Even at the time when I first started, um, yeah, what I mentioned about the Sync magazine thing, it was, it was kind of, yeah, it was a side project thing because you have to show it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a commercial background yet, then you have to show something. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I I wasn't proud. I wasn't proud of my university projects. If I, I've looked back and look at my university projects, I'm like, I cannot believe that I did this. But yeah, so it's um kind of like an involvement and a yeah. part of it is yeah, it's it's hard to um to kind of judge, right, if you're if you have a talent or not, I think in a way how 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 do you get this side project i mean it's more, <laughs> more like a, an advice to yeah. other designers out there really like, is, it, is it something that should be self-initiated or is that something that they could actually mm. like reach out to people mm. like what what kind of side projects yeah. are, are yeah. yeah it's a really good question i think a, a lot of people ask this as well um you can do both you can you can initiate your whole thing. And the way that I usually tell people is if you have friends, yeah, go for it and, and do your own things. Like for example, the magazine thing that I did, or you just create, reach out to your family. And I'm not saying that you should not get paid for your work, by the way, mm-hmm. but it's just the side project thing. It's just, it should be something that you're really proud of. And then I think, and this is one thing that I notice about new designers that get into and they wanted to have like a side project, but they just kind of did it. Yeah. It shows. Yeah. So this is this is one tip that I would say to everyone. It shows. If you yeah. if you really enjoy what you do, mm-hmm. it shows. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, I think I get it. Because I have a we have a friend. <laughs> I think I know I, which one this yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been seeing his side project. Like he's been doing a lot of 3D. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and now now I now, now I get what you mean. Like mm. he's a designer for mm. a specific company, but at the same time he's doing his side yeah. project. That it's he's doing it just for fun, but at yeah. the same time he grows as a designer, and yeah. it's something that he can also showcase yeah. maybe in the future when yeah. he needs it. Exactly. I think there's there's a few people that's that's done this, and and this is also the other thing to show collaboration as well. So if you know anyone that's say if you're at uni, mm-hmm. um, and you know someone like an engineer or researcher grab them mm-hmm. and work together i think this is also another thing to show that you can collaborate even though that they're your mates mm-hmm. but you can show that you can collaborate so those little things um when you start getting into interviews and, and everything it, it's it's just it shows that you're actually passionate about something mm-hmm. just because so one of the questions that usually come up is um I know how. Well, how do I show it if I don't have any commercial background, uh, commercial projects yet? Well, this is this is one of the things. Just be proactive mm-hmm. and show I mean, that you're passionate. There's already a lot of platforms. Yeah, oh, you can use Instagram, Reels, TikTok. Exactly. There's just yeah. a lot of platforms. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right is another thing. I mean, I would have thought with research as well that you gotta write a lot as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it it, it really depends on what works on. Yeah. What works on everyone. Like for my side, I like working. Yeah, I like working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't be honest. I, like, I, mean, I, like, I like working. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, I love writing. So mm. I sometimes write some posts on Medium. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage at first because you mm. think that someone will judge you with, with the writing. Oh, 
and um, we but then like it just like just be, it's okay to write it down on medium it's up it's to you good. It's yeah good at, at least, at least for me like I, I love it like I some mm. people would use probably podcasts we can do podcasts some yeah, people exactly. would actually use medium. real it's, it's different medium but yeah it's a it's a good way for it, you to learn about yourself as well. Yes. And for you to learn, like just for you to reflect on yeah yourself as a researcher or as a, as a designer. So for me, it's more on writing. So I use Medium. Yeah. Uh, you can use other blogs. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a blog lot. I mean platforms as well. Yeah. If if you're not comfortable with using Medium, maybe have it on your website as well. It's it's you can you can do that all. Mm-hmm. But I think Medium is is a good medium to to write if, if you're into writing even if you're not into writing I mean I'm I'm a terrible writer but I had to do it because I think it's yeah everyone just have different ways mm-hmm. of expressing themselves so if it's through Instagram even it's if it's through dribble if it's through behance or medium mm-hmm. um, just do it and I think don't worry about likes and dislikes basically it's not it's what you see out there is don't don't worry about um i guess don't worry about what what others will think about your post yeah yeah about your post yeah i think the first step is just get yourself out there first Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure your friends and everyone else around you will support you and that's actually something that we always encourage people to do it mm-hmm. so if you get this is how I, I think how I lay it out if you get maybe not necessarily hate comments but if you get a feedback or if it's a constructive one it's a constructive feedback that's actually one step closer to an improvement in a way right yeah. because people actually care yeah so if you don't get that it's how else can you actually improve so yeah we were actually wanted to talk a little bit more about social media, but we're running out of time. <laughs> we can. <laughs> we want to talk. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we wanted to talk about this, but I think I don't know. Do we yeah. kind of get into it? Yeah, because you, you already talked about <laughs> like, and I, I, yeah. I think it's a good one because I think we, we we want to end this with a like a bit more of a positive side, positive side, yeah. right? Like, I think we know that they like there's this negative effect of social media mm. that we have to feel that we have to be validated as well we be because perfect. of that yeah. like every time we post if someone doesn't like it it doesn't mean that they that don't like shit. you yeah. or it, your content yeah. content is shit it's not um i think maybe just to just keep it short i remember i had a mentor two years ago and he told and i was telling him that i was so fucking pressured like because mm. i think i think we are already living in this day and age where everything is accessible yeah everything you can already learn everything from the internet like, yeah. you don't you feel like we have this pressure in ourselves that you, you can learn everything right mm. now like if other people is talking about this then you mm. feel bad like why why do i not know this right it's available on Sarah, it's available on YouTube. Everyone is watching yeah. TED Talk, blah, blah blah. But just a piece of advice: you are enough. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> are, are enough. enough. But I think yeah. yeah. But that, that comes down to I think the the FOMO feel as well. And at some point, if you feel like it, it's getting too much, I think I would say the way that I do it is usually just have like a detox, just a social media detox, turn mm-hmm. it off for a bit, and then just come back in. Um, but yeah, we we can talk about that some other time. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think. The first thing that you need to, as long as it's something that's that you found it, yeah, like I said, if if you're passionate about something, it will show. So don't worry about 
other people if they try to bring you down or you feel like you're feeling i don't know feeling just a bit pressured and whatever it is that everyone everyone's talking about this you feel like you have to talk about it don't do it so yeah i think yeah we'll, we'll talk about that separately but yeah i think if if at any point if if you guys wanted to or you guys being inclusive if if everyone <laughs> if folks wants to have um um what is it called wanted to get some feedback or opinions then you can send it to us i think the email is somewhere there so it's like work up in tech at pm.me um we have we uh yeah we promised that we're going to do some um review um so depending on the guest as well so <laughs> and then the researchers as well so we, we're trying to bring people in from different backgrounds not just design and research obviously i mean we're kind of blessed having friends that's quite diverse and yeah. different backgrounds so we're going to do that separately mm -hmm. uh, but yeah so send us an email if you have any questions yeah we're going to post the email in, the, in this episode yeah <laughs> in the episode, episode as well <laughs> um, thanks thanks for really reminding like, us yeah so yeah don't forget to subscribe and yeah. review and leave us five stars reviews is there a rating here <laughs> i think I think podcasts and Spotify actually do. They do, right? Yeah, yeah. I think on Spotify you have to you have to finish listening and then you can rate it. Right. Um, but yeah, again, like as usual, um, if you have any feedback or anything that you want us to specifically talk about, please feel free to comment. Um, send me an email. We have we're also on Instagram. Um, also on, on Reddit. But yeah, we're going to do, do something so about this. <laughs> all the platforms. Whatever platform that you're listening <laughs> your podcast to over there. But yeah, we'll have our uh, we'll have our guest next, next week. week. Yeah, or so next episode. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned, and um, I'll see you again. Yeah, I'll see you. But yeah, we will catch you. Yeah, you'll next listen week. to us again, hopefully. Yeah, stay woke, everyone. Bye. <laughs>